Hi, this is Lee Whitman. And on today's podcast, we have a special guest. Dr. Ricardo Bowden from Hope Christian Church in Maryland gave a wonderful message to the men's group at his church on the orphan heart that we wanted to share with you. I really think you're going to enjoy my friend Ricardo as he teaches. Bless you today. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. It's a new day, it's a new day, thank you, Lord. It's a new day, it's a new day for many of you gentlemen. And when you hear that term, you think something stark and something cataclysmic needs to happen. No, it's a different way of you thinking. It's your perspective. So thank you, men, for being here. It's great to see you. Hopefully you caught the service last night. So we will dovetail off of what happened last night. If you missed the message, please go back and listen to the wonderful message we heard from Kevin Hart. I mean, uh, Pastor uh, Brian Bullock. It It was great. It was wonderful. I'm telling you, he's a motivator indeed. It was great. He's, he's hilarious. It was, it was good stuff, but it's great to see you, see you men. So how many men remember the combat takeoff principle you learned last night? All right. So hopefully you don't forget to practice that. Don't forget to move into that. And um, before I continue going, I would like to minister real quick to this, this man right here. You, sir, the one that's not, yes, you. What's your name, sir? Yes, you. Yes. The one he's, yes, yes, him. Ferdinand? Yeah. Jamaican, of course. We, we've talked before. Father, I thank you that he must live. Now, what I mean by that is purpose, destiny, expectation. Looking at a, a new future, fresh eyes, fresh perspective. I thank you for purposes in this man of God. And I thank you, Lord, even as I've heard before, that you brought him through a lot of things, a lot of turmoil, a lot of things that are nipping at his heels. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are beginning to remove a lot of that from him so he's able to run. I see him running. I see him having a fresh perspective, a fresh mindset, fresh eyesight. And I levy that upon him. I release that word upon him in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that the power of the prophetic is also the power of Jesus. That means the power of God is touching him now and ministering to him in the way that he thinks, in the way that he thinks, in the way that he processes information. So I thank you for that right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, sir. All right. So um, we had, like I said, we've had a great day yesterday. So today we got a three-part, a three-part party that we're going to get into. I'm the first of, of two more individuals, and I'll try my best to get out of the way. But yesterday I was almost accosted in the green room, hemmed up. Uh, Pastor Nehemiah sitting over here, uh, showing us his wonderful lotioned knees uh, since his uh, pants are, are, are ripped. And he was like, "Man, you got to preach longer than just 30 minutes." Because at first I was just going to give a quick word, but I will tell you this: today I'm going to minister on the orphan spirit. Okay, I'm going to minister on the orphan spirit. Some of you may realize, well, what is that? Well, we'll get into that. Okay, what is an orphan spirit? All right, I'm going to minister on that, but if this is type and shadow of what we will be covering for the rest of the year in many ways, okay? Just like in 2021, we, I ministered on the, king, the year of the king and the priest and how he went through David's life and every place that David went through, he, he learned something and went through some experiences and how it's tied to our lives. So for your life, I need you to understand that many of you are walking in an orphan spirit. You just don't realize it yet. You just don't realize it yet. So Pastor Reggie, I see him over there. Uh, Pastor Reggie and I and Carl were in Tennessee going through some training. And, uh, you know, 
it, it was, I started to get kind of mad at some of the stuff. They were ministering to me. So I started to get mad at certain things that they were saying, kind of aggravated, trying to hide it a little bit. And then I said, okay, okay, okay. I'm a, I'm a servant. I'm just going to just do it, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm keeping a good attitude, and I'm just going to do it. I'm a servant. Pastor Reggie looked at me and said, you're a son. Do you remember that, Pastor Reggie? He said, you're a, you're a son, not a, not a servant. You're, you're a son. So even, and I said, that's right. So it was a fresh reminder that even I have some orphan issues in my heart that I'm going through. This orphan spirit is a, is a term that you may not know, but it, this has been hindering many of you in your lifestyles. This orphan spirit is the reason why it's hindering your relationship with your wife, with your children, with your, with your parents, if you didn't have a parent. And we're going to get through it. So I have a few slides, but this is, remember, just the first part of the message. So I'm, you're not going to get everything because it would take me four hours and a whole lot more studying that I'll have to do. But today will be the intro lesson, and I believe it will bless you. So Holy Spirit, I thank you that I flow in the river of God according to Ezekiel 47 in the name of Jesus. All right, let's get it. The orphan spirit, do you know what it is and do you have it? The orphan spirit can also look like a grouping of things like pride, rejection, control, manipulation, fear, loneliness, and suicide. All right, so as I would like to say this, I'll, let me break this down. So many of you may say, well, I've never heard of the orphan spirit before. Well, you need to understand that just because you haven't used that term orphan spirit doesn't mean you're, it's not attached to you. So let me give you this example. And please don't tell me that seven years of bad luck because I opened up an umbrella. You'd be amazed how many Christians believe that foolishness. So, all right, so please, please don't go there. Like, like, for instance, people have said to me, there's a black cat in the driveway. What am I supposed to do? Drive up! You're a Christian. Anyway, so, so the orphan spirit many times is an umbrella term. Just like an umbrella company. An umbrella company is a company that has several companies underneath it. So uh, the orphan spirit is a nice umbrella term. All right? It's a nice term to see a lot of things sitting up under it. So a person who, is a, who has the orphan spirit lives life as if they do not have a home lives life as if they do not have a home. A home can refer to a place of refuge, a place to be nurtured, a place of rest, a place of comfort, an oasis, and a place of learning, and a place to be matured. That's what a home is. We all love not just having a house, but a home. The spiritual orphan lives without a father. Some of you may say, well, I've had a father, and he was a very good father. That doesn't mean you don't have an orphan spirit. You can have, people are so dynamic that you can have one situation that wasn't processed right, which I'll get to in a second, that will steer your life in a bad way about men, about relationships, about family, even though you've had the greatest father. So let's continue to peel this onion. The inability to connect is connected to a, a spiritual orphan spirit. Living without a father can slow down, hinder, and stop your progress in life. There's plenty of studies that show in the natural all the problems that uh, come as a result of a father not being in your life. How you're more prone to go to jail, you're more prone to be in gangs, you're more prone to have mental issues. All this is documented, studied things. All right. So a spiritual orphan lives without security, stability, warmth, and the warmth of a home. A spiritual orphan is very familiar with feelings of fear, rejection, anxiety, a sense of homelessness, and even, even more so just like physical homelessness. 
No father equals an orphan spirit. No offense to some of you ladies uh, watching, but when you, when you hear the term orphan, it means without a father or parentless or a person who's bereaved. Again, we're talking about the orphan spirit. A spiritual orphan is not just someone who's not saved because you could hear that term and just walk up to somebody and say, well, they're an orphan. They're a spiritual orphan. They don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior yet. So there's just an orphan waiting to come into the loving arms of the heavenly father. That's one way of looking at it. But that's not what we're talking about. All right. That is not what we are talking about. You can see all kinds of ungodly and wicked things that people do because they are operating in an orphan spirit. They don't have a true identity of who they are. Homosexuality, perversions of all kinds, uh, you know, doing all kinds of wicked things is it's because they don't realize who they are. When you find guys doing things on the street, selling drugs, doing all kinds of buffoonery things, getting all kinds of girls pregnant, all kinds of stuff, is they don't realize who they are. So they are acting out in this orphan spirit way, realizing that you have a real father that you're not paying attention to his love and his tutelage and how to train you. Author Jack Frost and Restoring the Foundation's chief operating officer, Lee Whitman, believe the number one thing that keeps, from, keeps us from experiencing intimacy with God is feeling like an orphan. It is also the number one thing that keeps us from having better relationships with family and friends. When we feel like an orphan, we don't feel safe. We don't feel protected. Uh, we withdraw, and in some cases, we attack others. Part of the orphan spirit is not only the spiritual side, but it's also the way that you think. All right? So it's two-sided. Thank you, Lord. It's two-sided. There, there's a spiritual side that we can get into de demonology and, and the demonic and all kinds of spirits that are messing with you. And there's also the natural side of how you think. Because you think like an orphan. So the two work with each other very well to, for it to be successful in your life. So we're not only talking about the spiritual side, we're only talking about the natural side. You still with me, man? Yeah. All right. Hopefully those of you who are online, you're taking notes, you're paying attention, because this is going to really minister to you. So what are the characteristics, the traits of an orphan spirit? The characteristics, the traits of an orphan spirit. 90% of it comes because of what you have experienced. It comes from experiences that we have lived in life and we feel that we have the perception of something. And again, this is going to be concrete when we get to the examples. One author stated, abandonment and rejection wounds make up 90% of people in the world. Pe people in the world, 90% are dealing with abandonment and rejection. All right. You don't feel like you have a father. You really don't feel like you have a spiritual father. Some of you have no real spiritual connection with God. You have no real spiritual connection. So like me, even though I know I'm a son, I'm still in many ways acting as a servant when I'm not realizing I'm a son of God. So many of us, when we get into problems or we have moral failures or sin or run in other places, instead of running to the very person who has love and forgiveness and grace and help and all the things that we need, you run from him because you don't realize you're a son. So we, we've, 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 uh, 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 we've connected ourselves to the ideology, the body of belief, the mindset that God is a man with a bat ready to knock you over the head. That is not God. That doesn't mean God doesn't correct you. He will. That doesn't mean God won't hold you accountable. He will. Trust me. He will. One time, uh, not too long ago, um, uh, somebody was ministering to me, and they said that the Lord is requiring some things from your life. And I started to get nervous. They said, the Lord is requiring some things from your life. Remember some things that you said when you were a little boy? I said, well, yeah, everybody says those things. This person said, but you meant it. 
So the Lord remembered those words and is requiring some things of your life now that you said when you were a kid. I said, Lord Jesus, he is keeping me accountable as a son. So this spirit can block you from experiencing different things in the Lord. Hurts, disappointments, traumas can cause many of these false beliefs, these false beliefs, these false beliefs about ourselves and about our others. Here's an example of what an orphan spirit looks like, for example, and how we believe lies and these lies take our life in in another direction. Example one, imagine the typical divorce example. How many times have we heard that there's been a divorce in in a family and the child thinks it's their fault? For no reason, the child thinks it's their fault. For no reason. So as a result of that, the, the child thinking is their fault, they take on guilt. They think that I'm bad. The divorce is my fault. I'm all alone. I'm defective. Um, men will reject you. Men will leave you. For example, if, if the father, if the father have, left, have left the house. So this is an example of an orphan spirit. So instead of this child internalizing that I'm a son of my father, I'm a son of my parent, they automatically start to internalize that it's, 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 it's my fault. And that is an orphan spirit because now you're thinking that, okay, this person's going to leave me. It's my fault. So now you're taking on shame and guilt. And let me tell you men something. If you choose to believe the wrong things, if you choose to believe the wrong things, that is ground for demonic territory that's grounds for demonic uh, entrance because you're believing the wrong thing if you believe you're going to get sick if you believe God is not your father if you just believe that you're wandering out here doing whatever you want to do and there's no real purpose and there's no real destiny and there's no moral absolutes and all these things that they're telling us on social media and in this pop culture you're going to go off in the wrong direction here's another example there's a guy this is a true story there's a guy who had, uh, who, had a, who had a conversation with his mother when he was a kid his mother was divorcing his stepdad. And the mother was divorcing the stepdad. So he said as, as a little boy, mom, why are you divorcing stepdad? Whatever his name was. Um, she said, she looked at him and said, I deserve nice things too. That's all she told him. I deserve nice things too. From that moment, he internalized women are gold diggers. So he, he literally said in his head, from this day forward, Whenever I get money, I'm not buying a woman anything because women are gold diggers. And if, and if she's going to leave me just because I don't give her money, then, then as a result, why am I going to follow this person? Why am I going to stay in this relationship? Why am I going to stay in this situation? So go to the, uh, the, the, belief, the negative belief expectation cycle, please, on the slide. I would like to talk to that for a few moments. All right. Now let's, now let's pay attention to this part, class. All right. So what I've just explained is this is indicative of your life. Many of you in this room, thank you, Lord. Many of you in this room are believing ungodly things. It just takes a little exposure to, to reveal that that's an ungodly belief. Let me say that again. Many of you, because of experiences, and we're going to walk through this slide in a little detail, because of experiences, you've internalized something wrong in your life and you're living it out in the wrong way. So let's just say you had a negative experience, like the divorce situation. Let's just say number one up top is divorce. The person gets divorced, all right? Let's just say we're talking about the child. The child has a belief, oh my gosh, it's my fault. I'm the one that broke my parents' relationship. They go from belief to expectation. I just expect this to happen all the time. It's probably going to happen in my life. I'm probably going to get a divorce. And then you begin to enact the behavior, So think about this principle in every major area of your life right now. 
I'll start slowing down because I know the Holy Spirit is going to start talking to you about different things. Think about major areas in your life right now that this has been the, 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 the problem or the issue. It's, it could be a, a wicked, it's called a vicious cycle when you talk about causal loops and you study that. It's a vicious cycle. You have an experience and from that experience you have a belief, you have expectation, you have behavior. For example, let's just say, let's just use a Christianese example. Let's just say you're believing God for a financial breakthrough. You believe in God to come through financially and it doesn't happen. Bam. Number one, you've had that experience. So you begin to believe that the Lord won't come through for you. Now, if you don't believe that the Lord's going to come through for you financially, it's probably going to hurt you in a lot of other areas in your faith. Because why would you stand in faith for healing, but you can't stand in faith over here? You can sometimes, but many times it's influencing. It's like a, a doubt and unbelief is like a cancer. It, it pervades. It's like, it's like somebody breaking wind in the elevator. It's going to pervade all through that room. How many have done that? Rod, Rod, don't raise your hand, man. Anyway. So you have a situation, all right, you believe God to come through financially. For some reason, it doesn't happen. You have a belief that God doesn't come through. So you expect not God not to come through. You expect him not to come through. And then you begin to act in, in behaviors that exhibit that. Ever met a person that said, nobody's, gonna, nobody's my friend. Nobody's my friend in me. Well, you're not friendly. You're mean, you're nasty because you had an experience that caused you to have a belief, that caused you to have an expectation, that caused you to have a certain behavior. So this is how many ways the orphan spirit comes in your life. It comes in how you think and it comes with demonic spirits. And so it's not just a one single spirit because remember, it's an umbrella term. So you can be dealing with somebody, those who are counselors and those who meet with people and give people advice. You can meeting, be meeting with somebody who has abandonment issues and rejection issues. Trust me, you got an orphan spirit sitting before you. You got somebody who's dealing with control and lust. Okay, so they operate in lust and they're throwing their body around so they can get somebody to give them affection because they're still dealing with the, the, the mother wound or the father wound of them not being there. So you got that side and then they're showing you, uh, they're trying to use that lust to take multiple uh, hours of your time every day because they want to monopolize your life because they're trying to fill the void of that vacuum. There was one time I was dating a, a young lady from uh, Texas and you could not talk to this lady enough. No, I, I know women talk more than women. We, no, 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 no. If I have to tell you something that I already know, you know that there's something about that thing that's un irregular. Like, for instance, Vince, if I said, man, that's a nice car outside, but you need to see them rims. Obviously, we're not talking about normal factory rims. I would take this girl and introduce her to people who I knew were talkers, and they would all say to me, Jesus, this woman can talk. This woman does not shut up. Lord, Jesus, just talk to you. Sun up, sun down, text, a phone, FaceTime, Skype, no matter what, you just couldn't be, and you know what? It thank you, Lord. It all stemmed back to the daddy issue. The daddy issue. The daddy wasn't there. The daddy wasn't around. So she was trying to find something to deal with that gaping hole. She's operating in an orphan spirit, and she doesn't even know it. So hopefully the lights are starting to flash in your mind in different areas that, man, I'm operating in an orphan spirit. I, I had no idea that this is what it is. Other examples of orphan spirit are nobody loves me. If you think this way, you're dealing with this, and you're probably dealing with an orphan spirit. Nobody loves me. I've thought that several times. I am worthless. I've thought that several times. I'm the only one, you know. I'm the only one standing or I'm the only one doing X, Y, Z. It's only me. I'm invisible. I'm helpless. God loves everybody else but me. 
God blesses everybody else but me. That is a type in shadow of an orphan spirit. So many of us are subject to this belief expectation cycle. Many of us are subject to this. Many of us, because of this, never practice 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. And I'll just get to the meat of it. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Because the enemy many times will use experiences to tempt you to believe something that's not biblical, to tempt you to expect something that's not biblical, to, for her, you to act in certain ways, and then the cycle continues. Around and around we go. So think about this in major areas of your life. So we can, uh, and I, I speak to some counselors, and counselors are really great people to talk to because they have the greatest stories, and sometimes the saddest stories. So when it comes to the depravity of life, lust, perversion, fear, anxiety, whatever it is, a simple one on your job, you've had a bad experience with a boss, you begin to believe this boss is always going to be bad to you, you have an expectation that that's what's going to happen, and then you begin to act out. This boss don't care about me anyway. I'm going to be rude and disrespectful and nasty. See how practical this is? So the good, thank you, Lord. The good thing about this belief expectation cycle, if you change the belief, you can change the cycle. If you slip in scripture here, I know the ministry is going to get mad at me because I'm standing in the darkness. If you put in scripture and godly beliefs here, you can reroute this from a vicious cycle into a, what is called a virtuous cycle. See, so, so remember, this teaching is not just about spirit. It's also about the way that you think. We got to attack your mind. Sometimes I get so grieved when I'm listening to people talk about deliverance. And they're like, well, just cast that devil out and you don't need to have counseling. Just cast that devil out and that's all you need. And I said, yes, genius, cast the devil out. But afterwards, you're going to have to sit the person down to help make sure there's doors closed so they don't get demonized again and oppressed again. It's both and, not either or. I believe in one of the Gospels, they talked about the Gadarean demoniac, and after he cast out the demon, they said that, that Jesus was sitting down talking to him. Now, I'm not going to get into conjecture and what were they talking about and things of that nature. I just stay closely tied to what the text says. But I love the fact that Jesus was spending the time to sit with them. I love the fact that this ministry is, has counseling aspect because it goes together. So there's a spiritual side, and there's the way that you think. There's a spiritual side, and there's the way that you think. So here are some traits or symptoms of an orphan spirit or an orphan mentality. I'm going to rattle off a lot of questions, okay? You don't have to write them down. Uh, you can if some, something hits your belly, something hits your spirit, the Lord says write that down. Please listen to the Holy Spirit as I am talking to you. And you can see this indicative in Psalms 142 verse 4. That's Psalms 142 verse 4. Psalms 142 verse 4. And this is an example of actually David who had uh, a situation with an orphan spirit. Even though he had wonderful prophecies, even though he was anointed to be king, even though he had a dad himself, he was still operating in an orphan spirit. But I'm going to rattle down these, these, these questions. Traits or symptoms if you have an orphan spirit. So I want you to remember, these are traits and symptoms. So just because there's one doesn't mean you full-blown have it, but it's a trait to show you that kind of like when you go to the doctor, it's up, okay, your blood pressure's up, up, you got high cholesterol, up, your glucose level is up. It could mean X. Doesn't always, but it could mean Y. It could mean X, it could mean Y. You see what I'm saying? So here, here's some questions. You have no real connection with God as your father. You have no real connection with God as your father. 
It's possible you have an orphan spirit. You think God can't love me, especially those of us who have done some real dirt, some real nasty stuff. You think God can't love me, orphan spirit, because you're dealing with rejection, abandonment, self-rejection, all those kinds of things. I will have to work really hard to make up for the fact that I'm abandoned, rejected, or defective, or whatever the lie is that you believe. You, in other words, you compensate with really hard work to be noticed and to be seen. You are ashamed to ask God for good things, especially those of us who have done some real dirt. Man, I've screwed so many women, and I've done so many things. Man, I can't ask God for a wonderful wife. I, I just can't do that. That's, that's, that's you know, my father, my father. There you go. That's the orphan spirit mentality. You're a son. There's forgiveness. There's grace. There's help. There's assistance. You never feel accepted. You feel abandoned and rejected. The late Bishop Harry Jackson would say, a rejection is huge in this area. He said that several times. He said in this DMV area, DC, Maryland, Virginia area, he said rejection is huge in this area. You feel abandoned and rejected. Number seven, you respond to life by performance and achievement. Always got to perform, always got to achieve so you can notice me. Notice me, Lord. I mean, I opened up the church for, for five years straight and I closed it. Nobody else did it but me. Notice me, God. Notice me. Notice me, Lord. I'm significant. I, I want to be significant. Would you notice me, Lord? That's, that's, that's abandonment. That's rejection. That's an orphan spirit. You struggle with your identity from God or to identify yourself with, from God's word. So you have no God-given identity that you accept. So when he calls you a son, when he calls you his beloved, when he calls you that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, when he says that I'll never leave you nor forsake you and all that kind of great stuff that we get from scripture, you never pay attention to it. You are competitive and not satisfied. Those people who, thank you Lord. When it, comp competition many times is grouped, not all the time, many times is grouped with, with jealousy because you're competing with someone to get in front of them. So that's the reason why you see somebody who has some nice things or, or got it going on in some areas, you automatically get jealous because you automatically think, well, if they do something well, if they get that, that means there's less for me. So I'm jealous of them. So watch the jealousy that's in you. One time I was watching TBN and there was a preacher, and I've said this uh, to, uh, uh, here before, uh, there was a preacher that shall remain nameless. And when I saw him and how I knew he was doing stupid stuff, I said to myself, I can't stand this dude. And I said, and I said, I, maybe it was me, but some of you are going to slap me in my face and say it was the Holy Ghost. Where'd that come from? was the next, the next thought after that. I can't stand this dude. Where'd that come from? And I said, God, I repent. I repent, and I begin to pray for that individual like I'd want somebody to pray for me because I can't let jealousy get in here. But, but what's funny is, is that I don't want his job. Most of you know I don't care to be, I've, I've said that long and hard. Most of you know I don't care to be in ministry. So I sat to myself and I said, self, yes. You look good. Well, thank you. You know what I'm saying? I, and, I, and I started to say, you don't want his job, so what you getting jealous for? Could I have been operating in a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you deal with that competition thing. You're never satisfied. You strive for perfectionism. You can't receive the Father's love. There is emptiness and neediness in your heart. 
You are emotionally unstable because of rejection and abandonment issues. Emotionally unstable. You can't receive uh, Jesus as your first love according to Revelations verse 4. You isolate yourself. Why do you isolate yourself? Not just because, well, you know, there's introverts and there's extroverts and I'm just an introvert. No, we're not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm more of an, believe it or not, I am more of an introvert than an extrovert, but this, my previous job and this job makes me more of an extrovert. So you isolate yourself. You are independent and codependent. Sorry, yes, you have independence and you, you are codependent. You have fear and insecurity. You are a performance-oriented person like we talked about. You are jealous of other people like we talked about. You serve God to earn his love and acceptance. That's a big one, especially those in Christendom. You serve God to earn his love instead of accepting the fact that you are loved, that you are cared for as a son, that, 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 that he really does love you, that he really does have promises for your life, that the prophetic words that many of you have received shall come to pass, there's stuff to stand on, there's stuff to pray into, wage a good warfare with the prophetic words that have been passed over your life that the Apostle Paul told Timothy. And I'm telling you, all these different things, and you, you just, you, uh, I just, I have to earn, I have to earn, I just can't sit and love, I have to earn it, orphan spirit. You medicate the pain through activity because you always got to do something. You always got to do something. You always got to do something. Or you medicate the pain through porn. Or you medicate the pain through masturbation. Or you medicate the pain through uh, drugs or all the different vices, whatever your vice is. Because some people's vice is just being a workaholic. You are driven to succeed. Driven. I'm almost done with these questions. And you have anger and fits of rage. You, ha- you lack self-esteem and God-esteem. You don't see yourself through God's eyes in any shape, form, or fashion. And you have limited understanding of your purpose and identity. Does this apply to any person in here? Operating an orphan spirit. Operating an orphan way of thinking. Because, go back to that slide with the negative belief expectation cycle, please, if you would. Because of this. Now, your experiences are your experiences. And there's healing and there's ministry for that, which we'll talk about later at the end. Pastor Reggie, don't let me forget. So there's experiences, there's beliefs, but those beliefs come many times, not because you chose to believe God's word, because I've said from this platform, even though there's people that I have prayed for who didn't get healed, I still believe in healing. I will not allow a a lack or a negative experience to dictate my belief to change my expectation so I don't, so I behave a certain way. So I still pray for people even though sometimes I pray for them and they haven't gotten healed because I chose to believe God's word. That's why I said earlier in the exhortation, I said we choose to believe God. We choose to have faith. We choose to stand on God's word. I've said here at this church, will God find face in the earth? Yes, here at Hope Christian Church. So this will, be, will, will help transform your life. So I hope you're taking notes, mental notes, writing stuff down, bringing up your, your phone. If anybody still has a Palm Pilot, if anybody still uses that thing, you know, whatever it is, your phone, thank you, all that kind of stuff. I'm telling you, you need to write this stuff down. Lord, what have I been thinking? So sometimes this, the reason why I'm taking the time to teach this more so on a mental level uh, than, than just the spiritual level is because I need you to understand that this, is, this works deep. This is so ingrained in some of us because we have ungodly beliefs. We have ungodly beliefs about scripture. Nobody's ever going to love me. But you've read time and time again and been in church services that God does love you and there's, forg- and there's forgiveness and acceptance. You're in the family of the Lord and you're in the beloved and all the scriptures that we could find and quote and stand on. But you still believe, that's an ungodly belief. An ungodly belief is something that doesn't match up with God's word. 
So questions you should ask yourself for a clues of an orphan spirit. More questions, more questions. This is a different section. Do I have deep emotional wounds from my past? All of us do pretty much. Have I blocked out some events from my childhood? Are these truths from my past, um, so are there truths from my past that I refuse to acknowledge? Do I make choices out of insecurities? Do I often get jealous about the successes of other people? Mm -hmm. Do I try to earn God's love? Notice these questions sound cyclical. Do I protect myself by withdrawing? Am I driven to success? And do I find uh, my identity in physical activities, work activities, possessions? Because some people, is, in the military, we call it an I love me wall. When you walk into somebody's office and there's a ton of awards on the wall, you know what I'm saying? There, there's, there's, there's degrees and rewards and coins and flags and all that kind of stuff. It's, and this is, this is my I love me wall. But some people really have that as a way to say, see, I'm important. See, I, I, got, I have a doctorate. I'm important. Uh, I would say, thank you, Lord. I would say that a lot of, a lot of minorities suffer from, from this, especially when it comes to the legitimacy factor because it's the hell that we've been through. So a lot of times we're striving for legitimacy. We're striving for legitimacy. We're saying, hey, no, I got a degree and I, and I can work this job and I'm good at it, especially because of the background that we went through. Yeah. Yeah. So the good news of all this is John 14, verse 15 through 18, and I'm almost done. Sorry. Pastor Nehemiah. The good news about this is John 14, 15 through 18. And this is Jesus talking about uh, the, the promise of the Holy Spirit. I'll read it for you. From the New Living Translation. From the New Living Translation. All right. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father... And he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. And the world cannot receive him because it, is, because it, it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. Here's the meat that we're coming to. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. The Lord does not treat you like bastardized sons. I feel Harry Jackson in my ear when I said that because he would say that from time to time. The Lord is not treating you like you're a bastard, like you're, you're just somebody that's out there. He treats you as a son. And that's the reason why sometimes you get prophetic words and it's like, it's foreign. It's, this, this cannot be true. This, this, the Lord is trying to show you that you are a son and I love you and I have purpose, destiny for you. And this God thing really is a God thing. And this relationship that we have really is a relationship that we can have. But many of us just refuse to change the belief expectation cycle and just refuse to believe God's word and stand on his promises that we refuse. And that's the reason why our faith is weak. Our faith is anemic. We're not a good witness. We don't have the light bright enough to help touch, minister to anybody. We're still carnal, based out of the book of James. We're still fleshly. You're basically, carnal is just an immature person. A carnal person is a per thank you, Lord. A carnal person is a person that mixes that mixes spirituality with 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 a fleshly carnality or unsafe stuff, and you try to group it together. Now you have compromise, or you have what is called mixture or a mixed spirit. When you're dealing with somebody who's, who's, who's operating carnality, they have a mixed spirit. They're trying to join godliness with ungodliness and say it's okay. I'm a Christian, but I can still screw around, right? 
Yeah. Hmm. So before I, I do the closing, I want to say this now, that at Hope Christian Church, we have something that Apostle Jackson has been talking about for, for a month or two now, actually more than that, about two months now, called Hope Healing Teams. Hope Healing Teams. Now what that is, is that you will, you will actually go through a, a process of being ministered to. It'll take some of you at least three hours. Yes, it's that time we sit down and we take, take time with you. It is a great program where you actually fill out paperwork. This is the model that we're using. This is the model that doesn't mean, oh, paperwork. That means you're not paying attention to the Holy Ghost, which you'll be able to stand there, right, and sit there and let the discernment's uh, uh, gifts uh, come on you. And discernment's gifts will tell you everything. Quiet with all that. It's a process where we give you paperwork and we t you tell us about uh, your history and some of the major issues that, we're, that you're dealing with. We bring you in, we sit you down, we interview you for a few moments, look over your paperwork, and then we begin to systematically peel back the layer on some issues. So some of you have some abandonment issues because of your past or because somebody that you really loved abandoned you, and you're still dealing with the pain in this moment because of your abandonment issues. That's the reason why you're hokey-jokey, messed up in your relationships. It's hard for you to hold on to things because of stuff that's happened in the past. Some of you are in poverty today because of a poverty spirit and mindset that you got from somebody in the past because of an experience in a situation so you're dealing with now. So you got to sit down and get ministry. As I've said before, I'll say this again. How many times have you watched stuff that you should, shouldn't have been watching, wasting time watching sports? Sit down, invest in your life and get free here and here. So men, we need you to sign up, men of Hope Christian Church and beyond, mostly men of Hope Christian Church, we usually have a limited capacity right now as we're training uh, ministers to be a part of this program, sign up and get ministry. Pastor Reggie, go ahead and stand up. I know he's going to be like, oh, Ricardo, I'm going to punch you in the face. Pastor Reggie is one of the men to see. That's Pastor Reggie, Pastor Carl Hayes. These are one of the men that you'll be sitting down with and getting ministered to. And there's a third guy that you may have seen uh, now and then that's around. Hey, I'm pointing at you too, brother. It's good to see you. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so as a result, uh, I'm saying that that's why I said this is just an intro lesson. This is just an intro lesson to stick you to get you to say, ouch. That means there's a wound there. There's something. It's kind of like when I was, uh, thank you, Lord. This is a practical example. When I was uh, training to, uh, to go into the military, I, was, uh, I actually broke my ankle at Barksdale Air Force Base. I was running, doing some sporting activity, and I ran in a pothole. But I didn't know my ankle was broken. So after I came back from training, I went to work at UPS, and I kept hobbling up and down the stairs for about a month. And finally, I just went to the podiatrist. And the podiatrist was actually sitting down on a chair, and he was, he was going, almost felt like centimeter by centimeter on my foot, on my left foot. And he was pressing, and very, he was, does this hurt? Does this hurt? Does this hurt? And I kept saying, no, 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 no. And eventually, he got to one spot, and I almost launched out of the chair because of how much pain it was. He said, yep. He said, you have a broken ankle. And he took, of course, he took the x-ray to confirm and, do, and did all that kind of stuff. So I'm saying that this word should have tapped, should have, should have been one of them doctor's touches to touch you and say, yep, right there, uh-huh, that's an orphan spirit. Yep, you're still dealing with that spirit of lust. Yep, you're still dealing with that situation from your mother abandoning you. That's why you screw up and down the eastern seaboard. Sometimes it's so plain to see. I have a friend of mine that he didn't have a mother in his life. So once that boy had sex, couldn't stop him. To this day, I, I, it was, I would have thought he would have been one of the most passionate, intense, prophetic, 
men that I've ever met at my young age because he was the example in the church. People wanted to be like him. He was the standard. And man, not only because of lust and not only because of sex, not only because he got a whiff of something, it's because he never had that mother uh, uh, issue dealt with at all. He never sought God to to, to tap that issue. So what do you men, and by the way, these meetings that we have are confidential. We don't share information. There are people and there are women who have met with Apostle Jackson and her team of ladies that I don't know about. So it's confidential. So I've been through this process. I have been through this process. Pastor Reggie's been through this process. Carl Hayes has been through this process. We're looking for other solid men of God. So what I'm doing here with this message is not only to tell you what we're going to be talking about for the year and not only unfolding, is to say, uh, not only unfolding what we're going to talk about, is to let some of you men know that you need to sign up for ministry, sit down for about three hours, and let God deal with you. One of the things that I said when I was in my ministry session, I said, I'm very uncomfortable right now. They were like, why, Ricardo? And I said, I'm not used to people paying this much attention to me. I'm really not. I tend to be a, I tend to, not always, I tend to be a high performer. I tend to be very productive. I tend to go here and there. But when I sat down and every session was, Lord, we thank you for Ricardo. We thank you that we're here to minister to him. And after about the third time I heard that, I started feeling uneasy because I'm not used to people paying that much attention to me. So they said, okay, Ricardo, on page three, you said that you're dealing with this issue and we don't really believe it's that issue. We believe it's this spirit right here that you're dealing with. Okay. Let's, let's go, and then we would go into prayer. So it's about praying. It's about you sitting before God. It's about you listening to the Lord to minister to you at that moment. And Pastor Reggie can tell you all the details of it. But I'm telling you, men, you need to get yourself in these sessions. You need to get yourself in these counseling sessions, in these ministry sessions, so you can free up here and here. And this is the reason why some of the women outrun us. It's not a competition thing. This is the reason why I believe in, 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 in a long-distance view, some of the women out, outlive us and do, do great things because they're willing to deal with their stuff, and men won't do it. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm okay. Bury that nasty, wicked, smelly, staunch pride because the Bible says the Lord will, will resist the proud. Don't be like, okay, you want to keep doing that? You go right ahead. You're about to blow your brains out with stress and anxiety and don't realize that there's people here to help you. Mm. So real quick to give you some hope. <laughs> uh, to give you more hope. How do you, get out of, uh, 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 how do you get out of this? And again, we will work this out later on in the year. Dean and I will get together and figure out what Saturday men's fellowship meetings to have. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you come because we're already meeting in the building as well. Ask the Lord, and you need to do this right now. As I'm reading this and after I read it, you guys need to ask him this yourself immediately right now. Ask the Lord to give you a revelation of him as Father. So let's just do it all together. Say, Lord, my father, my God, my dad, give me a revelation of your love. How do you see me, Lord? Show me. So I'll read it again. Ask the Lord to give you a revelation of him as father and to have a revelation of God's love. Spend time with God. Get to know him. Rest in his presence. This is the way to get an orphan spirit off of you. Because as you begin to internalize scripture and internalize God's vantage point of you, it will destroy some of the other things that you're dealing with. Ask him to remove anything blocking his love. You got to forgive. You got to forgive people. I didn't say you want to forgive. Make a decision to forgive. 
Of course, we'll talk about renouncing and casting out demons and for God to pull out the root of the orphan spirit. But many times, exposure is how you deal with it. That's why this RTF or these hope healing teams is so powerful because we walk you layer by layer and every session is pulling out the legal right that the enemy has in your life. It's pulling it out. So yes, you're going to have to talk. Yes, you're going to have to say something. Yes, you're going to have to sit before somebody for hours so your life can be free. So you can get out from this umbrella of an orphan spirit that's compartmentalized in many different ways. So Father, I thank you for the anointing. I thank you for the presence of God. I thank you, Lord, that you are ministering to the men right now. Go ahead and take this, Toby, please. That you're ministering to the men right now. I thank you that the presence of God is coming upon them and this word will begin to, as I say, pleasantly trouble them, convict them, push them, prod them, lead them in a way to healing. Father, I thank you that the light of the Lord is being shed abroad in our hearts, is, being ex is exposing this orphan spirit in any way that it's, it's resident in our lives. Abandonment, rejection, a combination of the two, mixed with lust and control, manipulation, and all the nasty tentacles that, it, that it, 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 it flays out. I thank you, Lord, that you are dealing with exposing the root of these problems so we can be healed as men. We can be healed as your son's father give us a revelation of your love let us get rhema understanding revelation uh, illumination understanding of your word of how you see us so we can truly know our father and do exploits so we can truly stand up against persecution and resistance from the enemy and say i'm a son of god and the lord has my back i thank you for speaking to your sons I thank you for moving them because we are advancing the kingdom of God in them and through them. Thank you for the exposing hand of the Lord, removing the corruption out of our soul. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.